It's like iCarly. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh my god. We're in a new space. Yeah, we are. It's my office. Period. I'm so rich. I have my own office. Oh my god. Anyway, though, so Kaylee, I decide to ask you this. Okay. What are we talking about today? Taylor Swift. Miss T Swizzle herself. Yes. Capitalist Queen. Capitalist Queen. <laughs> talking about Capitalist Queen. She loves capitalism. Yes. But. I don't know. The more research we did, I was kind of like, "Yeah, no." I didn't want to devote. Ugh, I don't know. I was. Uh, I'm having mixed feelings about her now. And you know what's crazy? I already knew all that. That's why, like, any time I ever had mixed feelings, and you'd be like, "What?" Ah! It's because I like. I've loved her for ebbs. I know. It makes me so sad. I think I was able to look at her more critically because I didn't as much. Yeah. You know. Yeah. When you can take off rose-colored glasses because they were never on they were never on for me yeah mine i just like submitted them to my face <laughs> so i didn't want them to be taken off i was actually gonna bring my rose-colored glasses Aww. that i got from your birthday oh yeah yeah had a taylor swift 21st birthday party and a 21st not even a 22nd like someone else might be having yeah i'm not having a taylor swift birthday <laughs> i will <laughs> already tell you right now i'm not doing that before we start all that before we get <laughs> Before we get the... Before the Swifties find us on TikTok. The five pages of research that we have? No, for real. And the fact that it's not even, like, an essay. It's, like, links and... Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let's talk about this. Yeah. Um, before anyone comes for us, all of this is cited. It's not alleged. It's, it's cited. Like, there's, like, some evidence. For real. For real, for real. Anyway, though. So, before we do any of that. Okay. Catch up. How are you? Since I saw you yesterday, yeah. how are you? <laughs> I'm okay. Period. School is already making me want to cry. Kicking my butt. No, for real. Like, I want to drop out. <laughs> but that's nope. every day of my life. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. But I'm this close. This close. This close. This close. No, I get it. How are you? I'm tired. Not as prepared as I hope to be today. Yeah, me. You got a top song. Top song? Mo- uh, favorite segment. Favorite segment. Top Your songs. top songs. Probably. I have one right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have three. Probably a hard rain's gonna fall, but the walk off the earth version instead of the original Bob Dylan. I'm not sure if I've ever heard that song. It's so good. Give it a listen. I will. So good. I'll give it a listen on the playlist that you've made. Period. And the playlist I've made. There are two separate playlists. Where you can find our top songs. Yes. Mine's public. From every episode. Mine's also public. Hers is on Apple Music, and mine is on Spotify. Period. Period. But it was on an episode of Outlander, and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this song. I was in like a fit of tears because Mm -hmm. of the wait. (laughs) Anyway, no spoilers, but crying. That's your only song? It's my only song for right now. For right now. Maybe if I tell you my song, you'll... Probably. Okay. Um... My top, top song, which is so funny because I'm in a happy and healthy relationship and, you know, love my life and all that stuff. Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah. Yeah, Lizzie McAlpine. Mm -hmm. Period. I love that song. And I think it's just because of, like, how she sounds. I love a minor key. Mm -hmm. And I love a sort of, like, sad voice like hers. I love being sad. Personally, my favorite song on that album is Kim Trails. I don't know why. I don't know if I've listened to the whole album, mm-hmm. so I know two songs for sure that are off of it, that album, and it's Doomsday and Reckless Driver. Reckless Driving is so good. Mm-hmm. So good. 
my favorite part is around the end where she's like, I don't want to scrape you off the pavement. Yeah. And, like, she, like, goes into that, <clears throat> I eat that up. I love her, for real. Yeah. What song did she do with Noah Kahn? Was it Call Your Mom? I think so. So good. Oh. I don't listen to a lot of the... I'm very bad at listening to music I like. Me. Because um, I listen to audiobooks and podcasts the most. And so I have not listened to most of Noah Kahn's collaborations. Do you have a second song? I have three. For the first time in forever. That's not one of them. <laughs> have you seen... Speaking of that... Have you seen the TikTok trends? Yeah, I have. We finish each other's sandwich. That's, That's what, what I was, was gonna, gonna say. say. I like the idea of that was like actually what he was gonna say. Yeah. And it's like stupid. You stole my joke. Freaking quirky. <laughs> Senorita, awesome. Get out. Of this. Yeah. What's um, my second song? I'll just say Kim Drills by Lizzie McAlpine because that's a good one. And plot twist, you haven't listened to that in like five months. Listen, I listened to the whole album the other day. Okay. That's fair. Uh, most of the time, I think I see you working. I've seen you listening to the whole album. Yeah. It's you so, love the album. It's so good. Very good. You so know good. what my second song is? Yes, what's your second song? I Know the End by Phoebe uh, Bridgers. Oh my gosh, did you wind up watching the music video? Nope. I'm going to just gym from the office all the time. <laughs> I can already tell you that's what's going to happen. I feel like people are gonna think we're doing specific things because of the camera, but I'm like, I literally like half of the time that you say something, I go, nope, I go. <laughs> anyway, what's my third song? <gasps> Grow Up by Franklin Jonas. Mm. <laughs> Haven't heard it. Totally Unless you played it in the car, but I think that's a different song you always play in your car. Yeah, it's Hoboken. Yeah. By him. Yeah. It's on the same album. It's mm-hmm. on like an EP. He only has like six songs. I'm like, sir, get it going. Anyway, what's your third one? Two Birds. Oh, yeah. It's by Regina Spector. Two birds on a wire. I love that song. So it's okay. I love her voice. I love the, the allegory, be a good word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm an English major. stuff. We go to school. Educated? <laughs> My dad says that. Does he really? Yeah. I don't know where I picked it up from. Educated? Could be. It could be a dad thing, and I picked it up from mine. Probably. Anyway, Probably. though. <gasps> what are you reading? Okay, something incredibly messed up. Let me tell you. Okay, I've been waiting for this conversation. I I know mm-hmm. I haven't told you anything because of this. My iPad's upside down. Anyway, I so historically. I read the most messed up books I can. It's true. If someone looked at what I read, I'd probably get canceled. And I'm not reading it because I enjoy these themes. <laughs> I'm reading it because I just read messed up books. They, it's what draws me in. I like a hot mess. I like something dark and gruesome. Um, for instance, I've read almost everything Jillian Flynn has written. Because mm-hmm. Queen. Love her. Mwah. 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 No, I read really messed up books. I really do. You, you've heard them. Yes. But right now, Don't look it's at not reads. as messed up. Period. I'm not even on there really anymore. <laughs> um, it's not as messed up as my usual books. Mm. Um, but currently, I'm audiobooking for my own enjoyment, because I was reading We've Always Lived in the Castle, but 
I've been doing that before bed, so my library loan ran out, and so I have to wait to finish it. Horrible. So I've currently been audiobooking um, The Secret Lives of Church Girls. Church Ladies? Maybe. Yeah, The Secret Lives of Church Ladies. How do you say the name? I cannot read that far. Filio? Mm-hmm. Was I right on the first name? Is her name Disha? Disha? Period. I know one name. But, yeah. It is a collection of short stories, basically. And they are all in the perspective of black women, most of them older, middle-aged women. And each one of them follows, like, a different thing. A lot of the stories are about dealing with religious trauma and, like, sexuality Mm -hmm. um or just a lot of things that you know happen to like low-income housing people um there was one where this girl has a bunch of like half sisters all through the same dad and then they find out that they have another sister and she's writing her a letter um after he died because they've like never met her but they're like we only have each other so if you want to be a part of this, like, come on. Um, lots of affairs happening. Lots of getting to know yourself as a person and um, trying to find love and identity. Um, there's one story that kind of messed me up a little bit about this girl who she, her mom is having an affair with their pastor. And she's been doing that for like her entire life. And she's just had to deal with it. And her and her mom are not close. And as she gets older and she knows what's happening, she kind of resents her mom for it. She also kind of just resents her mom because her mom, like, you know, isn't being a mom to her. Mm -hmm. And then um, that, like, complicated relationship with that. But then she starts tutoring the pastor's son. Like, they make her tutor the pastor's son. And she kind of starts liking him. And she likes the mom. Mm -hmm. And it basically is this whole conflict of like where your allegiance lies because she's like having to you know be on her mom's side of the situation even though she doesn't agree with her mom simply because it's her mom Mm -hmm. she's like i live here there's nothing i can do about it i'm like 14 so yeah yeah it's not as messed up as i thought you were gonna say it's not as messed up as it's like the only thing about it is it's interesting to be in my car and there's a lot of sex scenes that happen. So I'm sitting at a stoplight like, next to the Baptist church <laughs> on on the highway. And they're getting, they're getting freaky with it. <laughs> some of them are getting freaky with it. Some of them aren't. Cool. Some of them are very, like, loving. There was one where it was this, my jaw keeps popping, oh my gosh, where this girl, her mom's dying of cancer in a nursing home, and so is this other guy's mom, and so they have an affair in, like, the parking lot. Like, they have their own lives, but their moms are, like, in a different state, and they're like, this is the only comfort we have, and you're like, okay, maybe don't cheat on your wife. Moral of the story, guys, don't cheat on your wife. Moral of the story, guys, don't cheat on your wife. I do think it's probably a good book for older women. Mm-hmm. A lot of the characters are older women. Most of them are, like, it's that idea of, like, how in our generation everyone does everything so young. Mm-hmm. So, like, older people are like, well, 
why do you think like you need to be so accomplished by like 25 and it's like because a lot of people already have things published a lot of people have already like starring in things like i am older than most of the stranger things cast (laughs) and what am i doing with my life (laughs) like that idea Mm -hmm. but it's like it's all women in these books that are narrating it i believe um and all of them are kind of older still having to figure themselves out and getting their lives together and it's kind of very comforting mm-hmm. to know that you can be 42 and not know what you're doing because yeah. everyone feels like they have to know what they're doing but we talk and I'm like we only live through life once so we don't know what we're doing yeah, we don't know there's no instruction guide or manual or something, so how are we supposed to know what to do? Yeah. What are you reading okay. after my very long explanation uh, of that one? So, my mom and I mm-hmm. like to read books in tandem with each other. Like, I'll start a series or, like, a standalone book. I love that. And then she'll read it if I really, really like it. I or love vice that. versa. Mm-hmm. So, she started this book series called From Blood and Ash. Mm-hmm. Fantasy, because I'm a fantasy gal. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm aware. Anyway... So it's about this girl named Poppy. I love that name. She's such a queen. I love her. She's one of those people that's like, she can fight for herself. She can think for herself. And she doesn't care what anyone thinks. She's just going to like stab you. Because <laughs> she, they make fun of her. Me. She's very stabby. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. she just stabs people. Like that's just what she do. Love it. Anyway. Poppy's my queen. She's very stabby. Very. So she's what's called a maiden in her world. Yeah. So. That irks me a little bit. She's very pure in every sense of the word. Um, She's, like, not able to do things because she has to be pure and untainted by other people and all these things, their ideas, and she's just like, okay. So she's never. She's to wear a veil. Ah. Because she was attacked when she was little, so she has, like, scars down her face. Oh, so she looks cool. So she's like. She's cool. She's freaking cool. <laughs> Bet you don't go to many rock gigs. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you've never seen that comedy show, but I can reference it if you giggle. Because you told me about it. I love it. Anyway. She, and like this duke or whatever, that's like her protector. He always makes fun of her and says that she's ugly because of her scars. And I'm like, okay. So I'm stabbing him. Yeah. Well, he gets his. Anyway. Uh, never in a fantasy novel do you root for the first man they ever introduce. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Hunger Games. <clears throat> there you go. Oh, yeah. She's a maiden mm-hmm. and all these things. But she has a gift. She has a secret gift. As they do. She can touch someone and make them feel better or, like, feel their pain or whatever. So she touches you. If you're, like, feeling upset, she mm-hmm. can, like, reach out with her mind. And then she can touch you and, like, think happy thoughts and you'll feel warm and fuzzy. I love her. Mm-hmm. She does when people are in like extreme distress and stuff. That she, sounds like, so nice. People, yeah, I she, want that. When someone is like dying in the book, she like touches them and like thinks about her hometown and stuff like that and makes them mm. go easier. <laughs> I love her. Anyway, people are trying to kidnap her all the time. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. You can make me her. feel good about my life. <laughs> yeah, it's because she's the queen's, like the queen's like favorite, and so people are trying to kidnap her all the time. To have, um, to have, like, leverage over the queen or something. Oh. As but one obviously wants. it never works because she, people don't know she can, like, fight. So then people at the end of the cool. book. Yeah, they don't know she's, like. 
every time I do <laughs> take a shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and so then she figures out at the end. Oh, my life wasn't what I thought it was. So there's four more books. So I'm on the second one right now. I might read this. But then school started. As it does, as it ruins everything in our lives. Yeah, I've been on the page, same like page for like a week. Don't worry, I have four books sitting in my story graph, saying mm. that I'm currently reading them, and, like, two of them have had no progress <laughs> in weeks. Yeah. But, my mom is almost done with the fourth one. She got time. She do have time. She'll just be sitting on the couch when I get home, and I'm like, alright, girl, which that could be me. One day it will. Which that could be me. One day it will. For real. And one day, you'll be reading the book before anyone else's. Book editor tings. <laughs> tings. I hope. I might actually read that one. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. I love when fantasy does mirror reality. For sure. And take inspiration from history. Mm-hmm. But um, I like when it does that. I don't like when people read that and then have the wrong takes. <laughs> As I'm wearing a fourth wing shirt. Anyway. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's fourth wing. I, I just thought it was a cool shirt. Yeah. War College. This is the best yet. War College is their college they go to. Fire die. That's a, quite a name. Yeah. It means like death college in Latin. Yeah. Read the first one, you'll know. There's all these things because they're writers and so it's like the ho- most horrible. I'm probably it's not. It's like the Marines on steroids. Oh no. I'm probably not going to read Fourth Wing. That's fair. At least for a very long time. I might give it a shot. But if I do read it, you might not want to hear my thoughts after. Because yeah, based off of what I've heard, I'm not sure I'll like it. Because I can't read something for just fun. I always overanalyze it. That must be exhausting for you. A little bit. I try to read The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but all I got was fat shaming. I love Blake Lively, though. No, I love the movies. The movies are so good. The movies are good. I like the movies. The book, however, felt like was doing the opposite of what it wanted to. Because I, as someone who currently has issues with my body as a woman, was picturing a child reading this and going, hmm, this might just instill that those thoughts are, you know. Wrong. Not wrong, but like that. Normal. Yeah, because it's not like self-hatred. It's. Mm -hmm projecting that onto other people and that that might be okay all the time mm-hmm. like forever you know because yeah. i'm like i get it teenage girls are judgy teenage girls project their insecurities on people we've all done it however i was sitting there as a 20 year old at the time reading it just like yeah but you're so judgy mm-hmm. about everything like over the top like you kind of suck as a person yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm just saying. You know someone else who I'm figuring out kind of sucks as a person? <laughs> this is a great transition. I'm applauding it. <laughs> and before you come for me, mm-hmm. I will still try to defend her till the ends of the earth. But Sometimes not you in can't. some of these things. Sometimes you can't defend people. So, it's the topic of what we're talking about today. Yeah. This is a great transition. I'm really proud of you for this one. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway. Taylor Swift. 
The capitalist queen. Herself. The time person of the year. Herself. Mm-hmm. Taylor Allison Swift. Allison. 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 <clears throat> so would you like to read the bio? I would, since I wrote it. Okay. Anyway, after a little Wikipedia scan, what can I say? Um, I'd like to introduce you to Taylor Allison Swift, who is a 34, which... Crazy. Shocks me to this day. I already knew she's in her 30s, but every time I hear it, shocks mm-hmm. me to this day. A 34-year-old superstar, actress, and capitalist. <laughs> Wikipedia likes to say entrepreneur. Born to Andrea and Scott Swift. On December 13th, we all knew that. 1989, we, we also, also knew all that. Knew that. <laughs> Taylor Swift hails from West Reading, Pennsylvania. She's not from Nashville, guys. At 14... <laughs> Not you autocorrecting me. She's over here editing my piece. At 14, the country-accented singer signed a deal after moving to Nashville to pursue a music career. Since then, she has explored genres, released 10 albums and 4 re-recorded studio albums, has gone on 6 tours, became person, became Times, by the way, Person of the Year in 2023. She has since become a billionaire, not the first of anything. Um... <laughs> Get it together, Taylor. Get it together. Instead of being two, you should have been buying a house. Anyway, even though she has eight. <laughs> even though she has eight. That's when we grew up during the recession of the, the early 2000s. Instead of learning to walk, I should have been <laughs> buying stocks. I, okay. I should have got a house. Um, I should have invented Tesla. And by the end of her U.S. extent of the Eras tour, she has generated $5.7 billion U.S. dollars dollars god i can't speak for the economy insane that's crazy she is she is single-handedly she's yeah fighting she's done more than any president (laughs) t swift for president i don't know about that yeah i don't know about that anyway i don't know about that one So. so would you like to go first since yes i'm the one who i know the most about this i guess um I'm I'm just really into the environment. What can I say? No, I was the one that did uh, the research for this section while she was researching other things. Because you can do the capitalist one. Because I know she's a capitalist. Yeah. The bad. Historically known as a climate terrorist. Historically, so much CO2 emissions being released into the environment single-handedly by Taylor in her private jet. Because not only is she, you know, flying privately everywhere all the time, but also concerts, Mm -hmm. they cause a lot of damage to the environment. Um, So the Ares tour alone, that has to be so much. Also, her private jet is $40 million. It's a Falcon 900EX. Caca! No, but... In 2022, an article came out that basically listed Taylor as one of the number one contributors to CO2 emissions through her private jet. Um, It was a Yard article called Just Plain Wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Ha ha. Puns. (laughs) Hee hee. And it was detailing celebs with the worst private jet CO2 emissions. Um, a little disclaimer, this is all based off of 
a Twitter page called Celebrity Jets. Love. So basically, in 2022, she was listed as number one. Taylor Swift might be today's pop princess, but Yard's research found that Miss Swift is the biggest celebrity CO2 emission polluter of this year so far. Racking up a total of 170 flights since January. This was in 2022, by the way. Taylor's jet has amassed a vast 22,923 minutes in the air, 5.9 days. Quite a large amount considering that she is not currently touring. She wasn't even touring. What was she doing? Taylor's jet has an average flight time of just 80 minutes and an average of 139.36 miles per flight. Her total flight emissions for the year come in at 8,293.54 tons and 1,184.8 times more than the average person's total annual emissions. Taylor's shortest recorded flight of 2022 was just 36 minutes, flying from Missouri to Nashville. But yeah, so since then, since that article, people have been coming after her about that. And she has... Rightly so. Yeah. She has tried to offset it because there is carbon offset where you basically pay to have your Mm -hmm. stuff offset. And she has done some of that. Do I think it's enough? Probably not. Because in 2023, she started dating NFL Chiefs player, right? Is it the Chiefs? I don't watch football. Travis Kelsey. And has dropped probably a hundred thousands of dollars on this man's football games alone. Mm -hmm. And has flown to them in a private jet while on tour. Um, In a Newsweek article, Taylor it's, it's titled, Taylor is Coming Under Fire, and so is this Earth from that private jet. Period. <laughs> from the inside Taylor out. Taylor Swift has been busy flying back and forth to see her boyfriend, but now she's facing backlash after it was revealed her private jet flights produced 138 tons of CO2 emissions in just three months. Three months? Three months. Do you see why people are on her about this? It's I crazy. It. But with that, you know, just a little number for you. You know, we all know Travis Kelsey. We all know that she just appears at all of his games. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how did she get here? She's supposed to be on tour. Well, she flew in her private jet. Oh, she had a private jet. But my private jet would not be like that, okay? My private jet would be Mine small. Mine would be different. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'd be small, a different billionaire. Period. I don't want to be a billionaire. Um. So, yeah. 138 tons in just three, three months. months. Um, but then, going through this, I found an opinion piece. Oh, Lord. And you know people and their opinions. Yeah. Me. Um. And it says here it's called Sacrifice? It is. Because this person says, Upon learning that Taylor Swift flew to visit Travis Kelsey at least 12 times in the past three months, news outlets resurfaced one of the climate movement's favorite punching bags, a celebrity's private jet. Hmm. Yes, Taylor's jet has a large climate footprint, but this story has been blown way out of proportion. Last month, Newsweek, the Daily Mail, screw the Daily Mail, Mm -hmm. first off, (laughs) Unilad, I guess, I don't know how that's pronounced, and others reported that Taylor's trips produced 138 tons of carbon dioxide emissions, equivalent to the energy used by 17 houses in one year. 
Isn't that crazy? One person. These articles built upon a snowballing narrative about the top about the pop sensation's environmental damage from concerns over the Eras tour by to Taylor being named Yard's biggest celebrity polluter. It's all the stuff I've already mm-hmm. said. But fixating this intensely on Taylor's jet reinforces a misconception that climate action is always a sacrifice and that Taylor must choose between the planet or her career and love life. That's not what they're saying. No. They're I don't think so she either. Needs to be more mindful about what she does. You just need to be more mindful. That's all they're asking. That's all that me. criticism is talking about. Cuz I'm like there's always there's not as much we can do as single individuals. However, I don't like the idea of comparing her to like the normal people of the world. Cuz I'm not producing 138 tons of carbon dioxide emissions. We're not billionaires that could afford alternatives to what she's doing we're not billionaires who could give the money to help fight climate change mm-hmm. that she's actively undoing mm-hmm. anyway tay tay not a good looker yeah Bye i just know. think that's one of her biggest criticisms as of right now mm-hmm. um is the fact that she you know she's under fire about it yeah. my favorite criticism of taylor not really criticism. I like to joke about it. She is capitalistic. Not a fan of Karl Marx. <laughs> no, she Karl Marx would hate her. But Karl Marx would be like, girl. So how she became a billionaire is interesting to me. It's interesting to me. It's interesting, but it makes sense. Bis because before an hour ago, mm-hmm. I didn't know she had literally eight properties. Gotta catch them all. Yeah, literally. So, you know, like people scrapbook, mm-hmm. and they like, you know, collect like items throughout their lives. She every them. house she's ever lived in. She's literally forming a monopoly. So, she has eighty million dollars worth of houses throughout the U.S. Eighty million dollars. <laughs> oh my god! Like I can't even fathom how much money that is. 80 million dollars. So my poor girl. So, her first house, she bought in 2011. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a townhouse in the West Village. Townhouse is so cute. Mm-hmm. She rented in 2016 while waiting out the renovations of her combination penthouse unit in Tribeca. Listed for sale asking $17.99 million dollars. And the Tribeca penthouse unit mm-hmm. is what inspired her Cornelia Street song. Okay. So cute. But she didn't stop there. It holds too many memories, dear. She didn't stop there. Mm-hmm. She bought. Since then, she pretty much bought an entire block of New York City. For $47.7 Imagine renting from Taylor. Yeah. I feel like she doesn't rent them. Who's your owner? Oh, Taylor Swift. I feel like she doesn't rent them. I feel like she did this for a privacy reason. Well, it says some of them she lets her security people live there. Yeah, she bought two Tribeca penthouses. Mm Mm-hmm. Adjacent ones. Mm Mm-hmm. And then in 2018, the same 
She bought the second floor complex. So she brought the whole floor for $10 million. Do you think she renovated and did like an open floor concept? Probably. It was just a huge house. Just huge. Then, she in 2017, she purchased a 100-year-old four-story townhouse next door for $18 million. So she's just like, okay. It's literally... She rolling dice. She, yeah, she wanted all of the colors. All She's the buying colors. them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. You said it right. Mm-hmm. The property has seven bedrooms and six bathrooms. and includes a three-bedroom apartment next door for her security team. Who are using her bathrooms? The singer has since submitted a barrage of permits and work orders to the NYC Department of Buildings for over $1 million of renovations. That's insane. That's crazy to me. There's one little fact you have on here that's the most insane to me, but I'm waiting till you get there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. She also made headlines in 2023 for racking up thousands from the city's sanitation department for failing to keep the sidewalks in front of her building clean. Then here is the last great American dynasty house in Westerly, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. This house is a massive 12,000 square feet. Period. Insane. My yeah. house is... <laughs> I think it's 2,000 square feet. The estate has eight bedrooms and eight fireplaces. I don't know why we hear about the fireplaces, but... Least... Fireplaces definitely insinuate you're rich. In my opinion. It's cold. It's cold there. She reportedly made the purchase. <laughs> Figure in fact. An all cash deal <laughs> paying a whopping $17.75 million. $17 million in cash. She said with a big old briefcase like in the spy movies. Here you go. Here's $17. Do you think million. it was bejeweled? Do you think the she briefcase? She needs to make the whole place shimmer. <laughs> when they ask me if I have a man, I can still say I don't remember the property sits on five acres of land five acres of land and has more than 700 feet in beachfront then she has a house in nashville i think she has two houses in nashville i think she has a few she bought a 3240 square foot penthouse on nashville's music row for 1.9 million when she was 20 when she was 20 she also bought an estate called Northumberland Estate in 2011. She purchased the 5,600 5, square foot main house for $2.5 million. Mm-hmm. Then she purchased the 2,000 square foot guest house for, for $2.65 million. Yes. Period. Then she sold them in 2018. Now she has a house. So she actually sold something. Yeah. She, has she a actually house. got rid of something. She has a house, a Cape Cod style cottage for $4 million. So that's how many houses? Eight. Because the two Tribeca apartments and then the house. That's insane to, to me. But, but. You know what else she likes doing? Overselling everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. Oh, yeah. Yes. I walked into Target to get an, a 1989 CD because I collect CDs. I like CDs. I had options. 
But it's not meant to be options. It is meant to collect all of them. So you get the different limited edition, never before seen. You get the same exact songs. Mm-hmm. All you're getting is a different piece of paper inside. Yeah, and different colors. And it's a different color. I picked the blue one because I'm basic. Yeah. I wanted the original. It, there's so many options to choose from. My poor father, okay, he bought <laughs> oh, me no. the 1989 vinyl mm-hmm. for Christmas. Mm-hmm. But he was almost stressed himself out to the point where he didn't get one. <laughs> poor Rick. Because he didn't know what color I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I was like. That's sweet, oh, though. Speaking. So he got the blue one, the mm-hmm. basic one. Yeah. I love him for that because I didn't care. Yeah. It was a gift. Yeah. And it still took two weeks after Christmas to come because it was so in high demand. Yep. I like that when you go into Target because um, I don't go into Walmart. And where Cameron is, they have a Target. And so I'm never in my hometown. And so I go to Target mostly. And I love looking at the vinyls and CDs because I collect those. I like getting them. Most of the ones I have are used, pre-owned, all that. But it's just her. Yeah. (laughs) For like the first two racks. Mm -hmm. It's just her CDs and vinyls. Yeah, it's literally crazy. Like, you see Taylor before you even see the books. It's kind of like how I do think you have some pull, especially if you're Taylor Swift, Mm -hmm. and how expensive your concerts are. Let's look up and see. Oh, yeah. Like, Olivia Rodrigo, Mm -hmm. she's a queen. Yeah. And she made it a point to make all all of her tickets were 20 bucks. Because I know that, you know, the venue Mm -hmm. is going to cause, like, for prices to be kind of expensive. But I'm like, thousands of dollars? So right now on her shop. And then the resellers. I was listening to a podcast today, earlier. And, um. Shocker. Yeah. And the guy in it had said that he is materialistic. Does he believe in capitalism? No. But he's like, I am materialistic, though, because I'm currently living under it. Um, but no, no one does capitalism like Taylor, Taylor. Swift. Nobody she like her. is working the system. You and. Know She's oh no. Do you know what other systems is working? Oh no, yeah. Go on, tell me. Tell me what other systems. The white feminism. Yeah, the white feminism go crazy. Oh, the white feminism. And we say this as white women. And we. Who. Who try our best. But we, I feel like we do a good job of acknowledging our privilege. I think we're always learning. We're always trying to grow. Yeah. I'm always trying to hear other people's perspective Mm -hmm. on things. That I will never go into a situation being like, this is my opinion and my view and it is correct. Yeah. I'm always going to listen to people who are being affected firsthand. Marginalized. Yes. You know who's not marginalized? Taylor. Taylor. (laughs) Yeah. But there was a... And it, One of these it upset you. Yeah, it really upset me because it said that she was mar- she's marginalized and all these things. She's a woman. I get Girl. it. Women have it rough. But they made it seem like severely. Yeah. And I was like, no. Um, I will say that she's often criticized by intersectional feminists yeah. for her white feminism. Um, in one article that I have here, um, it is written by um, a black woman. And it is titled, As a Black Woman, I'm Conflicted by Taylor Swift. Oh, God. Um, the second article name is, I'm a black woman who loves Taylor Swift, but it's complicated. Yeah. Valid queen. And basically, the woman who wrote this article, what is her name? Busy Lavelle, I believe, is how you pronounce it. I'm really bad with names, guys. Said that she's been a 
Taylor Swift fan since her Fearless era. Mm, that was a long time. Uh huh. That's a long time. She loved Taylor Swift, and she had no trouble with this until about 1989. Mm. Um, to which she said, which was 2014, I think. Mm-hmm. To which she said, during this time, Swift claimed to view the world through a feminist lens, but her feminism often left out more people than it included. She was perpetually flanked by her girl squad at every event she attended, and in 2014, she even performed style at the Victoria's Secret fashion show, entering the catwalk, holding hands with her best friend at the time, Carly Kloss. More often than not, the women who appeared in public were very similar to Taylor. White, thin, cis, able-bodied, and conventionally attractive. Which right now on TikTok is the peak oh, yeah. of white feminism. Because um, with the situation happening to Palestinians in Gaza okay. and all of the issues, especially women, are facing um, over there during that. Golden Globes happened. That's mm-hmm. all anyone's talking about on TikTok. Yeah. A lot of Barbie edits and Taylor Swift edits about Joe Coy. Mm-hmm. It's like, but you're valid. Women have a rough go at it. Yeah. Overall, women have a rough go at it. There's currently women who are suffering a lot more. Oh, yeah. That I think, maybe, because even then with the Golden Globes, some of these edits that people are seeing, I had to search them out. When people were saying this, I had to search them out. Because my Golden Globe edits were not all white women. Mm -hmm. These were all white women edits. Yeah. And do you know how many women of color were celebrated that night? Do you know Lily how many Gladstone? That's what I was about to say. You know how many posts I saw about Lily Gladstone Gorgeous being woman. the first indigenous person to win a Golden Globe? Like two. And I think I, one of them was I our been, mutual friend. Mm-hmm. That he had worked with her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why isn't this not on every like main I saw a lot media? of stuff about her on my own personal TikTok, but I think I've made it a point to make my TikTok a very diverse area. I think TikTok one is a cesspool of hateful content. Um, I oh, also for sure. don't like the Swifties on a lot of TikTok. I yeah. uh, it's rough. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things you've been criticizing her for have found Swifties. Those videos have found Swifties, and they're whoo delusional, whoo delusional. Mm-hmm. They they don't care. No, because it's Taylor Swift doing it. Because it's mother. It's m- literally a comment I it's saw mother. is that I don't care. If she's slaying. She's mother. And I said, is this, like, a joke? Like, a lot of things can be changed about Taylor Swift. Yeah. And one of the things she needs to learn is how to be a better feminist. That's true. Um, This woman also goes on to say, from her point of view, As a black woman who is not conventionally attractive or thin, I was annoyed to only ever see her surrounded by a group of white women who all look the same. But it felt pointless to expect better from Swift, who often openly remarked that she learned about feminism from Lena Dunham, who is polarizing, to say the least, Oh no! with some of the worst takes in history and famously alienated women of color with her hit show, Girls. Another thing that got me about this article is it says, around the same time, Nicki Minaj's Anaconda, good song by the way, I, yeah. I, Anaconda don't want none unless you got buns on. I loved Anaconda when it came out. Nicki Minaj's Anaconda video was snubbed by the MTV Video Music Awards in the best video category. What? Leading her to tweet, if your video celebrates women with very slim bodies, you will be nominated for vid of the year. Valid take. Yeah. Very valid take. Troy Sivan's Rush. Everyone loves that video. Mm-hmm. It has nothing but skinny people in it. 
Yeah. Nothing but skinny people in it. Unfortunately, in an infuriating display of white feminism, Swift inserted herself into the situation. Oh, no. To argue that it was unlike Minaj to pit women against each other, adding, maybe one of the men took your slot. Girl. And that's what I said, like, that's what I mean when I say that occasionally, um, Taylor Swift goes so far that she pits women against each other oh, yeah. simply to protect herself. Mm-hmm. You know? I think I've seen her do that. She also loves to, um, for the reason why, anytime she gets criticism, her argument is, it's, she's a woman. it's because she's a woman, um, even though it's valid criticism. Because I can be like, oh, some of her songs I don't like that much. That's my opinion. I don't think she's a very strong dancer. She's having fun, though. Mm-hmm. She's she's moving and grooving. She's having fun. I watched the movie. I watched the Taylor Swift Eras Tour movie. Ooh. She also goes on to talk about the man. And you found an article. I did find an article about that. That went on to talk and about that. and It ate her up. And her white feminism. I'd love to hear what, what you have to say. It ate her up. Yeah. So it's basically talking about, also, we'll get into more of this later, but he was talking about one of her most horrible problematic exes, old Matthew Healy. And that's another one. I'm proud they, to say I've never been a fan of the 1975. Yeah, no, neither have I. Maybe one of their songs like Chocolate or something, but that's it. I think I listened to one song because Dodie Clark told me to period <laughs> love her for real mm-hmm. so well i'll come back to that didn't like that song though yeah so what i'm talking about this author i'm gonna say her name once again mm-hmm. annika sapra okay for women's media culture or center website anyway. too. so she talks about how taylor is very white feminist you know white feminist centered and all these things so she takes her song the man mm-hmm and applies it through the lens of white feminism. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she says, in regards to the man, of course, what she's telling her audience is that she too wants to be a part of the patriarchal hustle culture, but can't because she's a rich white woman instead of a rich white man. Exemplified here is how white feminism seeks control over this over systems of oppression instead of liberation for all. Yikes. If Swift were an intersectional feminist, she would be working to dismantle these systems of oppression instead of working to entrench herself more deeply in a system that benefits her and actively works against women of color. Yikes. Yeah. Times two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. And I've never thought about the song like that, but I myself am not a woman of color, so... Mm-hmm. I do think um, there's this, like, girl boss... Mm-hmm. White feminism is kind of girl boss feminism, where ooh, okay. William home. Yep. Um, this kind of girl boss feminism, where we want to be equal mm-hmm. to men in the sense of getting everything men want. Yeah. And in that, it does play into the patriarchy mm-hmm. of the world, to where instead of just being treated as ourselves. As women, we want to be treated in the same respects of men. Yeah. Even if that kind of means being treated as if we're the man. Yeah. And then I really like her last paragraph, like her conclusion paragraph, Mm -hmm. because it's so, it could be applied to so many different situations. What does it say? She says, again, 
It's worth emphasizing that Swift is a symptom of a much bigger problem. And instead of attacking her as mm-hmm. feminists, we need to focus on uplifting women of color. Mm-hmm. It's time we look beyond Miss Americana and examine our privileges and what we can do to level the playing field for all. Mm. Round of applause. Round of applause. Because, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. That could be applied to anything. It really could. So good. So good, so good. I'm going to have to read through that entire article. Yeah, it's pretty good. I it's love good. a good article. Yeah, it's really good. I love a good article. But, yeah. But I feel like in the same vein, she really does. She often, like you were saying with the Swifties earlier. She yeah. Often, like your little point here, she often does. I don't know if she does it intentionally. Pit women against each other. Yeah. But we're not saying she, she does any of this stop. intentionally. She doesn't intentionally stop them from. Yeah. From turning on each other or turning on her haters or turning on her exes mm-hmm. I think there was one instance where she was kind of like, hey, leave them alone. And it was for one of her exes. John Mayer. Which could have been a fear thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personally, I feel like I'd fear. I fear John Mayer. Oh, yeah. I've never oh listened God. to John have Mayer. Have heard this man sing, gravity? No, I've never listened to his music. Ever. <laughs> So, yeah, and you know what definitely kind of solidifies everyone's opinions of her feminism? Mm. Dating Maddie Healy. Also, which is back. talked about in your article. Let me go back to this article because she's just hitting all the points today. Yeah. She says, "Many of us know Maddie Healy, Taylor's rumored recent boyfriend, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a musician known for following Kyle Rittenhouse on Instagram." Mhm. Blink. Bragging about being aroused by the brutalization of black women and doing the Nazi salute at concerts. In addition to these incidents, as if it couldn't get worse, he recently came under scrutiny for making racist remarks about the rapper Ice Spice, including generalizations about her body and ethnicity. Very soon after this Mm -hmm. is when Taylor reached out to her for the Karma song. Which I do have to say I didn't like. I, really? I don't feel like they flowed well together. And because it definitely did feel like a... Why is she... Mm-hmm. After all of this... Well, this, it said... Situation. Um, I just didn't vibe with the song that well. And it was very soon after these Healy, his, these comments that he made. And all these things. And so people were like, ooh, is she throwing her a bone? Because she feels bad? Um, and I was like... I will say, there was a tweet back when I was on Twitter. Oh, Lord. Um, since have deleted that, I'm not going back to that. It's cesspool of hate, l- let me tell you. Um, there was an t- article that someone had tweeted about, about Ice Spice, kind of acknowledging Maddie Healy, and I think it was something along the lines of, like, she didn't really know who he was, yeah. and she's like, we're chill, I guess. Type of, like, he had reached out to apologize. And, and I'm like... Just don't do that in the first place. Yeah. That's one of my things about when people apologize for things like this. And they're fully, they know that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it in the first place. Yeah. And she, I this is another one of really. Yeah. Where she never took a public stance. No. She never once addressed it. She mm-hmm. never once. Just kind of dusted she, him under yeah. the rug. She said, oh. Like, he got, he got enough hate i guess that she just kind of because i don't really think they were together they were in a weird 30 year old situation mm-hmm. okay but yes i just maddie healy boo yeah literally actually 
I okay. We can talk about that. What's what's this? We'll talk about later. So let's go to the good. Finally, of an hour. But here's my problem with it. Is it is it good? Good question. It feels like the bare minimum. More. Yeah. After researching the bad. No. It's feeling like the bare minimum. Because the fact that I had such a hard time trying to find good feminist things that she has done. I know. That's. Because also, it's like the good feminist thing she's done, we're viewing through the eyes of like people who try to practice intersectional feminism and try to like see other people's perspectives and understand their history and their point of view and everything. That. It's still like a, well, this is a very, you know, feeding into the patriarchy form of feminism. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But, you know, she's changed some of her song lyrics. (laughs) That's all I got. And I I think the only one is Better Than Revenge. It's only in Better Than Revenge. Like, she's changed other, but I think the only one that straight up focused on, like, woman, woman? Focused on women and that, like, sort of compromising, pinning them against each other, you know, she did kind of go back and was like, hey, 19-year-old, yeah. right? No, 20, 22-year-old. I no, think, I don't know. This isn't red. This is speak now. 19-year-old. I think, yeah. 19-year-old Taylor. This is rough. This is judgmental. This is slut-shaming. Like, mm-hmm. and it wasn't her fault, necessarily. It takes two to tango, babe. It do. And Joe Jonas likes to tango. And if she knew about the relationship, then she knew the problem. Mm -hmm. She knew she was part of the problem. And he definitely knew about the relationship. So he definitely the problem. But the only lyric, I think, is in Better Than Revenge, where she just replaces, she's better known for the things that she does on the mattress. Yeah, because she says, He's a moth to the flames. You were holding the matches. Whoa. I think she yeah. changes it to that. Yeah, something like that. I haven't listened to that song in a while. I will say, the first one, I like it. However, I'm also grown enough to know that that's okay. not right. Don't hate other women. Okay, so the last 13 years, a particularly quotable diss stood as. She's better known for the things that she does on the mattress. Great job. Mm-hmm. Thank she you. Start. He was a moth to the flame. She was holding the matches, so I was right. Mm-hmm. We were both right. Matches is a less and perfect rhyme like than mattress. And I feel like that does definitely, though, like solidify like they're kind of both actively. Because yeah. in the past, it felt like she kind of was just like, well, she did this. Mm-hmm. Takes two to tango. I'm trying to figure out who. Do you know who that is? Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds like who it was. Anyway, though. Anyway, that's cool. It that's was cool. her. I love that music video. Um, and so, yeah. I've seen them twice in concert, first, first of all. I love those guys. Anyway. In 2018, she finally broke her silence in the political atmosphere mm-hmm. and started talking about her political beliefs. I will say, what feels like the bare minimum for me is that she was an adult woman at the time of bringing up her political beliefs. Because I get when you're a child, you shouldn't hold children to the standards of someone who actually is able to vote. Mm-hmm. I think we do in this digital world. Yeah. Um, but like when you know, for the first for the first half of her career, or like for the first half of when she started speaking on it, um, politically, you know, I get it. She was younger, and she was going under a lot of hate. That it had to have been scary to maybe say something else to make people hate her. Yeah, there was something that I was reading that said 
Something along the lines of she did a Facebook Live or something. Or really? Not a Facebook Live. No, because of an Instagram post that she had posted speaking mm-hmm. out against something. 65,000 people registered to vote. And that might be what I'm talking about here. In 2018, she began discussing her political beliefs. Probably. And she pushed people to go vote, mm-hmm. especially in her hometown of Tennessee. She was pushing people to go vote. Um, and a bunch of people registered to vote. I think a similar thing happened in 2020 mm-hmm. during the election. Um, she has, you know, if we want to hold people to some standard of, like, you have a platform, so speak, she's got a platform. Mm-hmm. She has a platform. And she's very vocal against she's Donald J. Trump. Yeah. But you, there's some stuff here that I think you put in. Yeah, I think I did. It you want to talk when, about that? Um, the whole thing mm-hmm. is... And the whole time I'm reading this, I'm thinking, okay, give me specific details. Okay. Give me suspicious. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Specific evidence of what she's done. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really do that. It doesn't. All it says is her efforts to bring to light how there are double standards, sexism, lack of feminism, and hate in the music industry have inspired millions. Yeah, there is. Her public maturation has shown a feminist evolution making her one of the top examples of feminist celebrities. Her openness in her lyrics, speeches, and Netflix documentary has shown what it takes to be a woman, especially a woman of the decade. A white woman. Oh, yeah. A white woman. What's this next one about? This is along the same lines. Mm-hmm. So, it's, this one talks about the whole Kanye debacle. Ooh. And it says that Which we were young for. Which, yeah, I didn't realize it was in, like, 2017. It was not in 2017. What was the first thing that happened? Because that was not in 2017. Whenever Kanye first... He, like, got up on stage. Yeah. Because of Beyonce. 2007. But yeah. The 2017 thing that I'm talking about is... Okay. Uh, I was like, what? The Snapchat Ooh. All the beef that's continued yes. since then. Okay. So, I didn't realize it was such a long... The systematic sexism and misogyny that Swift faces often overshadows her abundance... Of historical accolades and accomplishments. The media, more frequently, it tends to paint Swift as the clingy, crazy ex girlfriend rather than the consistent award winner that she is. For instance, Swift won the American Music Awards Artist of the Decade Award in 2019. She sold more albums than any other artist in the 2010s, yet these facts are often forgotten. Mm-hmm. Now I. Th- now, this was written in like. This is older. Yeah, this is. Actually, no. No? It was written a year ago tomorrow. Wow. But that was really before she... Because I feel like over the last year, she's really, like, taken off. Because of the mm-hmm. tour. Because of the re-releases. The yeah. She's been in the public eye because she... She knows how to market. Oh, yeah, she do. Mm-hmm. Capitalism. Capitalism. She's been in a few business classes. I feel like... I feel like that's less so now, though. Because you look at her and you're like, wow. She's done it all. I don't think about Kanye when I look at her. No, you. I don't like Kanye. Speaking of someone Kanye likes. <laughs> okay, is it my turn? Yeah. Let me just. Speaking of someone Kanye Let me just readjust. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so. Taylor Swift, in recent years, since, like, you know, his presidency um, in 2016. 
when he was elected. In 2018 is when she started, you know, talking um, against him politically. 2020, Taylor Swift um, calls out Trump over late night Minnesota tweet. Oh, Lord. You have the nerve to fiend moral superiority before threatening violence? Taylor Swift flashed out at President Donald Trump on Friday for his late-night tweet threatening violence against protesters in Minnesota, tweeting that the president has been stoking the fires of white supremacy and racism his entire presidency. I feel like his entire career. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. After stoking the fires of white supremacy and racism your entire presidency, he... he After stoking the fires of white supremacy and racism your entire presidency, you have the nerve to fiend moral superiority before threatening violence. When the looting starts, the shooting starts, the pop icon tweeted. Period. Which, I believe she's referencing what he had said Mm -hmm. about looting and shooting. Yeah. Um, Because he's, he loves a good fear tactic. Mm -hmm. Oh, he does. He loves a good fear fear tactic. She tagged Trump in her tweet, adding, we will vote you out in November. And guess what happened in November? Oh my god, guess what happened? Within hours, Swift's tweet had received more than a million likes, making it the singer's most liked post on Twitter. Period. She ate him up with that one. But yes, this was during, you know, all the, all the protests about Black Lives Matter. Um, I do have a post, an article from The Messenger, um, and it is the history of her beef with Trump. Love. I'm really excited about this one. Okay, let's get right in. So, The Messenger posted an article entitled, Every Time Taylor Swift Spoke Out Against Donald Trump and His Politics. America's biggest pop star and the former president have some beef. Will Taylor Swift speak out against Donald Trump more during his 2024 campaign? Probably. This came out in November of 2023, by the way. Gotcha. Why is it not letting me scroll? She looks so good in that video. She does. I love her. 2018. After staying out of politics for her f- for the first decade plus of her career, Swift first used her platform to make a political statement in October of 2018. That month, Swift went on Instagram and made a plea for her fans in her home state of Tennessee, not her home state technically, to vote... <laughs> For Democrats, Phil Bredesen—I do not know how to say this name. Bredesen. for Senate, and Jim Cooper Bredesen. for House of Representatives in the following month's election. In the post, Swift specifically outlined all the viewpoints that she did not align, that do not align with her own. Although Swift, although Swift never outright named Trump, this was the post that started Swift's domino effect on American politics. She mentions Marsha Blackburn, a U.S. senator and MAGA Republican, who continues to be vocal about her support for Trump amid his legal issues. I'm writing this post about the upcoming midterm elections on November 6th, in which I'll be voting in the state of Tennessee. In the past, I've been reluctant to publicly voice my political opinions, but due to several events in my life and in the world in the past two years, I feel very differently about that now. I have I always have and always will cast my vote based on which candidate will protect and fight for the human rights I believe we all deserve in this country. I believe in the fight for LGBTQ rights and that any form of discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender is wrong. I believe that the systemic racism we, we still see in this country towards people of color is terrifying. 
I believe that the systemic racism we still see in this country towards people of color is terrifying, sickening, and prevalent. I cannot vote for someone who will not be willing to fight f- for dignity for all Americans, no matter their skin color, gender, or who they love. Running for Senate in the state of Tennessee is a woman named Marsha Blackburn. As much as I have in the past and would like to continue voting for women in office, I cannot support Marsha Blackburn. Her voting record in Congress appalls and terrifies me. She voted against equal pay for women. She voted against the Reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act, which attempts to protect women from domestic violence, stalking, and date rape. She believes businesses have a right to refuse service to gay couples. She believes they should not have the right to marry. They, these are not my Tennessee values i will be voting for phil bredesen for senate and jim cooper for house of representatives please please educate yourselves on the candidates running in your state and vote based on who most closely represents your values for a lot of us we may never find a candidate or party with whom we agree 100 percent on every issue but we have to vote anyway so many intelligent thoughtful and self-possessed people have turned 18 in the past two years and now have the right and privilege to make their vote count and she then she provides a link of where to go vote so that was probably the post that encouraged most likely 665,000 I would I would assume so period yeah she she getting to work okay <laughs> I just keep getting scared mm-hmm. um in 2019 she used her vote to um she used her influence to advocate for political causes that she believed in um including a letter to her senator um Ooh, she wrote an L and a 30 things I learned before turning 30. Only as someone approaching 30 do did I feel informed enough to speak about it to my 14 million followers, invoking racism and provoking fear through vin- thinly veiled messages is not what I want from our leaders, and I realize that it actually is my responsibility to use my influence against that disgusting rhetoric. I'm going to do more to help. We have a big race coming up next year. So she has spoken out, you know, she is a feminist in the sense of she speaks out against harm for women. Mm-hmm. She wants equal pay. She wants them to be treated like people. All that stuff. Um, she has spoken out against racism. She's spoken for, you know, most leftist, yeah. liberal, democratic values. She has spoken for. Do we know all of her political beliefs? Absolutely not. Um, 2020 was a big year um, for her to speak out politically. Um, that's when she was calling out Donald Trump. Um, she has one tweet that says Donald Trump's ineffective leadership gravely worsened the crisis that we are in, and he is now taking advantage of it to subvert and destroy our right to vote and vote safely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, however, um, she was a big advocate for Biden because she did not want Trump to win. Yeah. Um, whether she 100% believes in Biden is another thing we do not know. She does seem to be attempting to educate herself. Yes. And that I can appreciate in someone. And she's urging others. She's urging others to educate themselves. And that's not something that everybody does. No. Because instead of being like, you need... She's urging people to vote, but she's not being like, hey, do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's, she's very that. strongly... Yeah. Being like, you should. But, you know, there's always going to be problems we see with people. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said, she is an ally, though. Period. She came out with a song, You Need to Calm Down. Love. <laughs> Which did so much for the gay community. Oh, yeah. 
It had all the Pure Eye guys in it. <laughs> did it? Actually. Did. I did not know that. Anyway, though, um, I will say that she has spoken out against anti-LGBT laws recently, in recent years, um, specifically the ones that are affecting Tennessee. Most of her politics are based in Tennessee, because that's where she has her voter card at, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's where she can vote. Um, but, basically... Imagine being the, play, the polling place where Taylor Swift votes. That would be crazy. She'd probably request a ballot. She oh. probably does mail-in voting. Um, Taylor Swift speaks out against laws that put LGBTQ community at risk. During the Eras Tour... This is written by Joyce Orlando, basically stating that Taylor Swift took to the stage during the Chicago leg of the Eras Tour with a message of support during Pride Month, reminding fans that voting is important while speaking against the wave of legislation in the country that put people in the LGBTQ community at risk. Thoughts? Have you seen some of these anti... The anti-bills? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's even some in our... Yeah, and they're sickening. They are sickening. To look and read, they're sickening. Another reason I'm scared for the presidential election. Yeah, it's it's another reason that, you know. Swift basically had to say, I wish that every place was safe and beautiful for people in the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Which should just be something that everyone thinks. Yeah. But it's not. It's yeah. Really gets on my nerves. This is our podcast, and we'll be talking about our politics. Mm-hmm. If you don't agree, get out. <laughs> Basically, the Tennessee laws um, are some of the worst, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think when this was happening was when Boy Genius was on tour. Love. And they were in Tennessee, which I believe is Julian Baker's home state. Mm. And they dressed up in drag. Anyway, though, Tennessee has a law that bans gender-affirming health care for transgender children. That was a law that she's speaking out on. Another law is about um, the drag law, Mm -hmm. where basically you just can't dress up in drag. Um, But there's a lot more that this article goes on to talk about, um, including different laws and bills in different states, including South Carolina, North Carolina... Ooh, Taylor Swift encourages fans to ask, do I want to vote for them? Which is a good question. Yeah. Always see who you want to vote for. Oh, yeah. Look into your candidates. Do not vote based off a party. Don't do it. Don't do it. Sometimes we have to. I'm like not, in the primaries, you I'm have not, to vote for your... I'm not a fan party. of Joe Biden, but here we are. I'm definitely not a fan of Trump. Trump. Anyway, though, she also has spoken out against police brutality and racism. I did see one person saying that she donated to the NAACP and Black Lives Matter movement. Could not find any evidence on that one. So that's alleged. That's alleged, so it's not in here. Because I didn't find any evidence to support that. However, I did find evidence that she spoke out against it. Um... And again, it was another thing urging the fans to vote to fight systemic racism and police brutality and to help people who are in these groups that are being targeted. Yeah. Um, she also um, shared a lot of what Barack Obama had to say during this time. I think he had written a piece and she had shared it. 
As everyone should. <laughs> love the Obamas. <laughs> it's so hard to love anyone today. Yeah, for real. There's always going to be something wrong with them. Indeed, indeed. Um, To finish off this section, though, she does donate. Miss does. Miss Billionaire herself. Miss Americana donates. Occasionally. She occasionally donates. So, I found a Billboard article. I list some of the things. I'm not going to go over all of them. There's a lot. It's from 2011 to 2023. Yeah, that's over a decade. So, you can look at this article. It's on Billboard. It's just Taylor Swift. Um, a timeline of Taylor Swift's generosity. So, starting in October of 2011, she donated $70,000 in books to her hometown library. Wow. That's it? That's all she did in 2011? No. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> That's the only thing listed in 2011 that she has. Um, in the midst of Speak Now tour, the star donated 6,000 books. That's how much $70,000 worth of books is, apparently. Um, to the Reading Public Library in Pennsylvania. It wasn't in Tennessee. It mm. was in Pennsylvania. The books were all new and geared towards children and teens, according to the local Reading Eagle. Okay. Um, September 2012. Do you need to hold my hand as I say this? What'd she it's do? It's just caption Ronan. Oh. Yeah. Swift wrote and released the song Ronan in honor of a little boy of that name whose life and struggles with fatal neuroblastomism. Is that how you say that? Blastoma? Blastoma. I've never learned how to sound things yeah. out. Here, you can look on my little, my iPad. Hey, guys. I'm an yeah. iPad baby. Blastoma? Blastoma. Um, with fatal blastoma, were documented in a blog by his mother, Maya. In September of 2012, the then-country star performed the song on that year's nationally televised Stand Up to Cancer event and pledged all of her proceeds from the track to cancer charities. Aww. Which is a sad song. Yeah, it's so sad. It's very sad. And I think overall, Ronan's a very sad situation. It's over there with, it's up there with Bigger Than the Whole Sky. Overall, though, most of her donations to charity in her early years were donations to certain people, I mm-hmm. would say. Uh, 2015, uh, she offered a lucky fan some help paying for student loans. Um, she's given $50,000 in song proceeds to New York City schools. Um, her music video, Wildest Dreams, um, the proceeds were given to an animal foundation. She supported Kesha when financially. Um, she should have. Yeah. Poor Kesha. Uh, pledged one million to Louisiana flood relief. I'm not reading all these. She did donate to Joyful Heart Foundation for survivors of sexual assault. Um, gave Hurricane Harvey survivors a helping hand. She donated to the Houston Food Bank in honor of her mother. Who graduated from the University of Houston. It was apparently a very sizable donation according to the organization. She was thanked by um, the R-A-I-N-N, Rain, um, for donation during Sexual Assault Awareness Month. She donated $10,000 to a boy with autism for a service dog. She also provided them... Provided him, the dog, and the family tickets to um, come see her perform. Uh, She did a lot in 2020, I will say. 
Um, she started by donating one million to Nashville tornado relief efforts. She quietly donates to fans amid coronavirus crisis. Um, basically, she's provided during COVID a lot of COVID relief crisis money. Um, she donated to a widow who, like, basically she was widowed due to COVID, mm-hmm. um, and she had like five kids or something like that. But overall, lots of money being donated since. Um, 1300 to the Minneapolis fundraiser. She donates to food banks. She donates to a lot of services that are meant to help women of sexual assault, mm-hmm. domestic violence, such. She, she's pretty charitable. So the f- fun things. Okay. So excited. So we're going to take some quizzes. Ow. Something's like in my bra. Oh my God. Hurts. So, we're gonna take some quizzes. We're gonna take which era are we? Yeah. We're going to rank Taylor's exes and then see which ex we are. Period. Which that has the that has the that could make that has the power to ruin my day. Yeah. That has the power to ruin my day. Then we're gonna go. We're just gonna go through her dating history and just look at it just take a gander i'm scared then i don't know for the very last thing yes we're going to see which tay tay song we are which might make it better which might soften the blow a little bit might soften the blow so let's take the eras tour quiz okay taylor has 10 different era distinct eras but only one of them matches your vibe this is a buzzfeed quiz obviously which not a big fan of buzzfeed quizzes but Pick the scenery that appeals most to you. Ooh. A foggy pond. Part of me wonders. I don't have a screen recording section on my thing, so y'all can't see this. Sorry. It's just basically different things. There's a foggy pond. I really the the road with the the like autumn road, mm-hmm. the empty stretch of road. It's really speaking to me. There's a city. There's a meadow. It looks like the meadow where they filmed Hunger Games at. Yeah. <laughs> the ending of Hunger Games. Um, ooh, the forest. I do not like the pool. No. We feel that looks like the wildlife refuge. I don't like the cliff. I'm kind of scared. I'm scared because there's a person on mm-hmm. it. There's. I like the the parallel forest. I'm clicking that. I also like the forest. Girl, I'm, click, I'm clicking something else. Okay, because I'm clicking the forest. This is the only one that speaks to me. I like the road. Well, the road makes you feel like I'm going to get kidnapped. Okay. What's your favorite color? Red. Purple, white, red, teal, yellow, green, navy blue. Uh, of these colors? Green. Period. I don't Which like Which bed purple. would you rather sleep in? Which bed would you rather sleep in? And so it's just someone's dogs. Literally, it's two feet and a dog. Yeah, for <laughs> real. I'm funny. A tent. This boho-ish one is speaking to me, but all of these are very boring. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I guess a boho one. Ugh, I like the one with the mirror in the side. No, that's too vanilla. I like that one. They're all white. How do you act white. when you have a crush on someone? Insane. I can't shut up about it. My crush is all I talk about. Period. I won't let them know I'm into them, but I'll throw a party just to get an excuse to get to spend time together. <laughs> I play hard to get, at least at first. I, I mean, like to admire them from afar. That one. I'm nervous around them, or I might do something stupid. I might come off as nonchalant, but I'm actually plotting and scheming to get them to like me back. That's me. <laughs> yeah, that is you. That's me. Yeah, that is you. <laughs> I mastermind my entire relationship. Okay. 
Pick your favorite type of weather. I like the rainbow after the rain. Smiley face. Dark and stormy, rainy, mostly sunny, foggy, stormy, cloudy, partly cloudy, sunny, snowy. Why are there so many cloudy options? Hmm. This is hard because it depends on what I'm doing that day. Mm-hmm. Let's say in terms of our regular day. Like if it's a Monday. Like if we're going to class. Yeah. Um, cloudy. I like mostly sunny then. Ooh, I like cloudy. Ooh, I like sunny. How about that? What would you rather do on a Saturday? Freaking stay home. Go to a concert, go shopping, relax at home with a glass of wine. You. Go out to eat, read, grab drinks with friends, hang out with friends, scroll through social media, go to a bar, sleep. I mostly sleep. I'll be honest with you. I'd probably go out to eat. I'd probably go out to eat, too. Pick a city to visit. Rome, Tokyo, Los Angeles, Boston, Paris, Mm. Santorini. This is hard. Edinburgh. I'm clicking that one. Scotland. I also clicked that. No, we're starting to get the same stuff. How do you deal with difficult emotions? Scream. Isolate myself until I'm feeling better again. I call my mom, yeah. Yeah. I write about it in my journal. Take a <laughs> sip of wine and wallow in my feelings. Yeah, no. Pick a look. Ooh, gosh. Isolate myself. Hey, I skipped ahead a bit, and I'm looking at the clothes. This is the most, like, BuzzFeed mm-hmm. quiz, by the way. I might have to take another one, because... This is just white people. I'm not going to, um, because it'll take so long. I call my mom and tell her all about it. Pick a look. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Look at these outfits. I like the, the yellow dress, though. Yeah. But, like, for my body type, there's not any of my body type. So, this is There's also, dress. like, two men options. Hmm. I'm torn between this backless dress and the... Beetlejuice cosplay. <laughs> well, I picked the backless dress, so pick the Beetlejuice. Okay. That's how you dress anyway. Pick your dream house. I dress like Beetlejuice? Lydia. Lydia oh, Core. Okay. Period. I'm fine with that. Pick your dream house. So far, none of these. The cabin. It's a little red house. Uh, the Disney ca- uh, Disney castle, apparently? This is hard. Because I don't like any of these. I guess this tiny little house. I knew you were going to pick that one. And finally, pick your favorite Taylor Swift red carpet look. Oh, this is old. Ooh. I just, I clicked it and it gave me my era. And I'm sad. Is it a bad era? No, it's just not my favorite. Okay, I'm going to click this one. Ooh! You're going to hate me. What'd you get? I don't want to tell you. What is it? Is it folklore? Yeah. <laughs> I got debut. How did that work? I don't know. You're sincere and young at heart. You're empathetic and easy to get along with. You may give off a competent vibe, but deep down you're, you still have your insecurities. Fortunately, your fears or insecurities won't stop you from going after your dreams. Okay, though. Don't you know you're really going to be someone? Ask anyone. That's sweet at the end. That was you want to hear what mine says? Mm-hmm. You've been what? You've been having a hard time adjusting, huh? Oh. It's okay. Folklore era is a real mood. Based on this result, it's clear you're thoughtful and introspective, and you love some peace and quiet. You've been through some stuff, but you live to tell the tale. And honestly, don't lie. You've thought about running away to live in a forest at one point in your life, right? Yeah. Everyday. All right. Early. Ranking Taylor's exes. Yeah. Yeah. Do that one. Yeah, we can do the Buzzfeed exes one. This is like so chill and fun. I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. 
Which of Taylor Swift's jilted lovers are you? Which of the following? This image is no longer available. Mm. Which of the following would X use to describe you? Oh, God. Oh. Cool and self-deprecating, outgoing and funny, pensive and mature, uncomplicated and easygoing, confused and difficult, dopey and cheerful. Going based off of my ex? I'm difficult. Probably uncomplicated. What would you like to do in your free time? Mm, Not update update Twitter. Twitter. Oh Color with crayons. Ooh. Star and short pants <gasps> and music videos. Pretend to be 13 years younger than you actually are. Oh my gosh. Struggle, struggle with your sexual identity and fight inner demons. I color with crayons because that's the least scary option. <laughs> Where would you most like to live? A quaint little village by the sea. Period. No, because hurricanes. Nah. Apartments, you. Greenpoint, Brooklyn, period. Not with my siblings. In a moon base or like a really cool castle with a moat. Me. Mm. You know what I keep having stuck in my head ever since we took the... Which era are you? And you're like, I call my mom. It's like, I call my mom. It's been the best. Anyway, what's the question? What achievement have you always dreamed of? Winning and even 10 Grammys. Getting out from under your brother's shadows. Being strong enough to take on Hulk Hogan. Being earnestly referred to as an artist. Retiring retiring in the next next five years. That's what I'm clicking. Yeah, I'd say so too. What do you find most appealing about Tay-Tay? The first one? I'm not reading that. I'm going to put it up on the screen. Mm-hmm. She looks good. To make people watch this, I'm going to put it up she on the screen. She's real purdy. Love is complex and sometimes someone who seems vapid can actually be really deep. I don't want to click any of these. I'm in it for the green card. Paige told me that PR, that the PR people said it'd be good for magazine sales. I'm going to say she lo- she real purdy. Yeah, me too. That's, an, that's like the nicest one. Mm-hmm. What do you think about when you're looking at a beautiful sunset? I should write a smooth acoustic song about how much the sunset reminds me of a <laughs> Look on in jealousy that something would be so beautiful and natural. I wish I were playing it. Nintendo. <laughs> Can't believe there's always been 11,000 of these in my lifetime. The last one? Man, I hope that paparazzi's <laughs> around. I bet I, I look really, really introspective right me. now. I'm clicking that one. Can I say look on in jealousy? What are you like at parties? I hit on everything that moves. <laughs> I'm quiet, usually wishing, yeah. Is there a karaoke? This kid's today with her dubstep. The music is always so loud. Why are there so many swears? Rich. I get paid. I'm so good at beer pong. Just find the oldest person in the room and just sit and, like, learn from them. Where do you go on a first date? Uh. (laughs) I like how the second one's church. (laughs) The library. Is it a first Thursday? I take them to subdued art opening. I really feel like I'm going to get Jake Gyllenhaal, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to do the first Thursday. What's your favorite food? Don't care. as long Communion wafers. Chicken McNuggets. Vegan soy protein with leaf paste. Poutine. Chicken. Chicken nuggets. The first one. Yeah, I know. I'm scared. I didn't read it. I hate this. Where's the craziest place you've ever... Okay. Oh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm so excited with who I got. <laughs> I'm not. Did Who'd I get you get? The same person. Who'd you get? Who brother? You got Judge Jonas? Yeah. I got Taylor Lautner. Period. I'll trade you. <laughs> Do you want me to read mine? Mm-hmm. You're Joe Jonas. 
you've got a lot to figure out about yourself. Maybe you should spend less time worrying about what people around you think about you and more time thinking about what makes you happy. Dang. It's because of them chicken nuggets. You dated a nice girl once. That's literally what it says. She very pretty and smart. You miss pretty girl. Her hair soft like bunny. One time you pet bunny too hard and it stopped moving. You got in trouble after that. Why do they hate Jane Lautner? Why do they hate me? That's Okay, now that we did that, let's rank the exes. So, do you want me to just list them? Yeah. Joe. Starting at the top, we got Joe Jonas. Followed by Lucas Till. Taylor Lautner. Voldemort. John Mayer. Mm. Jake Gyllenhaal. No one else is going to see it. This is fine. Connor Kennedy. Harry Styles. He's number one. (laughs) I'm biased in that department. Calvin Harris. Tom Hiddleston. Joe. Alwyn. And then Maddie Healy. One eternity later. Final ranking. Final ranking. At coming in at number eleven. Maddie Healy. Boo. Don't tomato. be a Trump supporter. Maybe you come higher. John Mayer. Number ten. I actually know nothing about him. Number nine. Mm-hmm. Connor Kennedy. Just for the sole fact that he was little. He was weird. Like, oh my god. Number eight. Jake G. Number seven, Calvin Harris. Number six, Joe Jonas. Number five, Harry Styles. Number four, Joe Alwyn. Number three, Lucas Till. Mm-hmm. Number two, Tom Hiddleston. And number one, all-time great ex, Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner and his wife, Taylor Lautner. Yep, Tay and Taylor Lautner. That must be confusing at baggage check. Yeah. Always. Always. Any legal document. Okay, to finish up this episode that's going to be 8,000 years long, we're going, to, we're going to take what Taylor sung our quiz. Yeah. And then we're going to go eat some freaking Mexican food. Woo! We love Mexican food. First, choose a city. Okay. Girl. The New Jersey one looks really pretty, but... Yeah. Ooh. D.C., so I could... I'm just Am I an East Coast or West Coast girly? Definitely East Coast. I like the beach, but I definitely think I'd prefer New York over Los Angeles. Yeah, New York. Just um, next pick a season. Winter. Autumn. Pick a food. Ice cream. <gasps> pasta. I'd love a good pasta. Ooh, 1989. This is hard. Mm. Pick a Taylor Swift album. Red, Red. 1989, Midnight's or Fearless. Red. Pick a TV show. How I Met Your Mother. I'm going to say How I Met Your Mother because out of those three, that's... Pick the word that best describes you. Why is Lively outgoing innovative? Wise. Do you think lively just is a nice way of saying hyper? Yeah. Lively. Describe the word that describes you the least. Patient. Studious. <laughs> Lastly, what's your favorite color? Red. Of these? Pink. <gasps> I got bejeweled. I got bejeweled. I gotta retake that. Ah! We can't get the same one. Okay, fine. Maybe I'll retake it too. How about that? How about we'll both retake it? What are you? I don't know about you, oh. but I'm feeling 22. I'm turning 22 this year. That's so fun. 
What are you? Cardigan. Oh, yeah. You're most like Taylor's song, Cardigan, which is on her album Folklore. Like this song, you're more on the introverted side and enjoy spending time alone to recharge and reflect. You can be a little shyer than others, but that doesn't mean you haven't got loads to offer. You're smart, kind, and thoughtful and are a great friend of those who are lucky enough to get close to you. Mm, you are. Stop. You love the colder months and getting and what? And getting cozy and chunky knitwear. This is British people. You tend to romanticize <laughs> a little, but it makes life more fun. Thanks for your sweet little comment because I'll cry. Um, you want to hear mine? I'd love to hear yours. Twenty-two. You're Taylor's hit song, 22. Like the song, you're energetic, fun, and spontaneous. You love the summer months. No, I don't. Because it means you can hang out with your friends more and have a laugh. That is true. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason why I enjoy the summer. You enjoy making people around you feel comfortable and happy. You tend to provide the entertainment in your group with charisma, wit, and charm. You're very adaptable to change as long as you're having as much fun as possible. I'm not that adaptable to change, but I try my best. (laughs) I think that's it that was our fun that was fun i enjoyed those fun. quizzes so so you can check out the writer's sleepover on instagram tiktok and youtube at the writer's sleepover no space and no apostrophe s all one all one thing put it on the screen flashing and episodes can be found on apple spotify and substack however i didn't mention it here we're hoping to edit a video that will be uploaded on YouTube to YouTube and also our Substack, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Period. So look out for that. We're hoping right. that will work. You can also find the writer studio at CU Writer Studio again. All one word. Flashing. On Facebook, Instagram, and Substack. And you can find me, Kaylee, at Kaylee.muse on pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. You can find me at Ren Sesson. That's R Y N C E S. S-O-N, on pretty much all social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Almost. I'm not on Twitter. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That, 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 that's all, folks. <laughs> I like how you actually said mm-hmm. that. Um, thanks for listening, and see you next month. Bye. Bye. Bye.